When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another edition of Coast to Coast, episode 27 tonight, called The Youth Movement. I am one of your co-hosts here, Beyond 716, alongside the man, the myth, the legend. He needs no introduction, Whittle 2K. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I wanted to, real quick, uh, <laughs> real quick, before we go any further, uh, Kevin, Kevin, the, the two Kevins had their uh, pie or uh, about 15 minutes ago the exact same name they they named their episode their their uh pod for today the episode with the youth movement i did not see that before i named this episode i apologize <laughs> guys uh maybe we can uh 
switch it up. I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna try to edit it. <laughs> okay. See if we can change your name. I you was gonna try it. to go with something like the yeah, I was gonna go with something like the fountain of youth or something like that, but there you go. You whatever we're here too. now. Youth movement part two, right? We'll do something like there that. You or do, or, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up to align with their great podcast over there. So there you go. There you uh, go. Yeah. So again, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also find us on Apple Podcast and Spotify if you want to download us there. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, we'll be tweeting some more stuff about that uh, periodically. So definitely be on the lookouts for that. We we appreciate all your support. So Whittle, right? Well, Yep. What's so up, here man? we are. Here we are. Uh, we we could get right into it. We, we you know we after last week's episode, you start thinking, well, there's not going to be a lot to talk about. You know, our season abruptly came to an end a little earlier than we anticipated, but here we are. We got plenty in the news cycle. We could start with the OC and DC. Our search is over, and we have retained our best. So, wanted to get your thoughts first on Joe Brady as offensive coordinator, and then Bobby Babich as our defensive coordinator. Uh, well, when when I I knew that I knew that Dorsey I'm Dorsey I knew that uh I, I knew that Brady was gonna get the job and what what I mean obviously you know he did a great job uh, taking over for Dorsey midseason uh, you definitely saw the offense uh, get get a little get a little more uh, complex and more nuanced in areas that we definitely needed it to be uh, the run game took off. Shakir took off. I think we saw um, a good a good amount of production out of the other guys not named Stefan Diggs. I think the key for him is going to be uh, over this offseason is to figure out ways to get Stefan Diggs uh, more involved in the offense, and that, that's going to make it better for everybody else. Um, I look back at this quote that, that Eric Wood had. He put a tweet out. He said, you know we're right there. The Bills are like right there. If you you give this team a uh, a wide receiver that can take the top off the defense, I think this team is unstoppable. He's he's exactly correct. The offensive line is there. The uh, dynamic running back is there. I think we will add another running back at some point uh, to complement um, what we have so far. The quarterback obviously is there. We have a number one receiver. We've got the slot guy. We've got tight ends. We, you know, we've got everything but wide receiver depth. So, uh, wide receiver talent. Uh, so, you know, we're gonna get a new look team next year, at least from the wide receiver room. Um, but I knew that Joe, and these are these are all tools that Joe Brady is gonna be able to uh, work with, and you know, create create his masterpiece and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it but what tipped me off to know that he was definitely getting the job is when they interviewed uh form uh the eagles def- uh, offensive coordinator ryan johnson I, I i knew i was like that that's a rooney rule uh you know they they just they said listen let's just interview this guy he's gonna fill you know he's one of the interviews we have to do he's gonna take care of the rule requirement and we're gonna name our guy. So, um, Joe Brady was getting head coaching uh, looks. He was getting interviews for DC and all. I mean, uh, OC and 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 head coach and things like that. So, um, they did the right thing. They 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 gave him the title and uh, they keep him at least next year uh, in Buffalo. So that that's big. Continuity is big. 
You know, the last time Josh had the same offensive coordinator for two straight seasons was Brian Dayball. Um, he had Ken Dorsey for a year and some change, not even for two full years. So uh, it's nice to get some continuity. Hopefully Brady's here for a while. Um, and, you know, let's go from there. No, absolutely. And there's so many breath things that Brady brought that were such a breath of fresh air, especially in the running game, using our entire toolbox of weapons that we had. You know, we were probably sometimes a little too dependent on Stefan Diggs at times. And while Stefan Diggs kind of struggled under Joe Brady at times, we'll, we'll see how that carries into 2024. I don't anticipate it to look the same as it did the last several weeks, but it, it, it was just so refreshing to see a, a coordinator, the, the way he was scheming, you know, the, the route concepts. It, it was just so much, it, it, and just including the running game as well as we did, just made us a much more balanced attack. And, and I really look forward to a whole off season of Joe Brady and working with the rest of the staff and the rest of the players and any new draft picks we get. I think it's a very exciting time on that side of the ball. And like you said, to keep a guy that was was a hot coordinator, let's be fair. A lot of other teams were looking at him. We're, if you look at the history of the Bills, more times than not, we lose those 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 coordinators, so they'll go somewhere else. But this time, this, this speaks to Josh Allen. He knows Josh Allen's here, and I'm sure Brady knows this is probably a good path for him to become a head coach someday, which ultimately I'm sure he would love to do. And can you blame him? I mean, when a guy like Jim Harbaugh is getting sixteen million dollars a year, I'd want to be a coach too. So, you know, not that he's going to get that, but you can see the money that these these coaches are getting. So, and he's only thirty four years old, so he's got plenty of time. So, I thought that was a very smart move by him to stay in Western New York. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Brady's a guy that that doesn't like. He's not. He's 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 no Mike Malone, right? He tells you he's going to be here. I think he's going to be here. I, I don't yeah. think that he wants to coach i don't think he wants to be a head coach right now i think he's perfectly happy being a uh offensive coordinator for Not sure if we lost connection. Just give me one second if you're out there. Whittle, can you hear me? Okay, I think we may have lost Whittle for a bit, so we'll wait for Whittle to come back. I'm sure, you know, whatever it is will be resolved. So we will press on. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things to say about the, the Joe Brady hire. Uh, again, like Whittle said, the continuity, the fact that you know he's worked with Josh in the past, and not just in the OC role. So that that's going to be a huge thing uh, for Buffalo uh, going forward. I I really really look forward to seeing. An entire off season of Joe. So I think we're going to get Whittle back. There he is. Welcome yeah. back, Whittle. Okay, you're back, Whittle. Anyway, all right, I apologize. Um, all good. So I just wanted to say, um, 
I, I like the fact that Brady's here. I, I like that he his his offense has a, a great poker face. You can't tell what he's going to do based on formation. You cannot tell whether it's going to be a run, it's going to be a pass. You don't know if the ball is going to Diggs. You don't know if it's going to Kincaid. You don't know if it's going to Shakir. You don't know what's happening. And the play may look like something you saw in the first half. And in the second half, he's going someplace totally different with the football. It may have been a run play in the first half. And and in the third quarter, it's a play action pass. And we're taking the shot down the field. So um, great, great move by this organization. I, I mean, they continue to impress. They continue to run uh, a a top a top flight organization uh the, the as as the buffalo bills i'm i'm extremely impressed they're giving the fans exactly what they want and on top of all of that uh i, I think he's going to be here i i actually don't think he's going to leave anytime soon he seems like he's comfortable as a coordinator and i'm sure he'll get the itch to be a head coach at some point i just don't see it happening in the next few years um, unless somebody throws a major bag at him. But you never know because you saw what happened with uh, Ben Johnson. I, I know p- teams were throwing a huge bag at Ben Johnson, and what happened, you know, he stayed right where he was. Said he wanted to run it back and see if they could win the Super Bowl. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy there. And, and you know, I, I'm just going to jump right into to Bobby Babbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, making him a D.C. was clearly a move to keep him right where he was because he was going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere. Uh, he's done an excellent job with the uh, linebackers just overall. Like he, he's just done a great job with the linebackers. Uh, Dorian Williams was making plays in a playoff game in the fourth quarter. That guy looked like a chicken with his head cut off, you know, earlier in the year. Couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't make a play to save his life. It was, you know, in the passing game. And now he looks like he, has a functional grasp on the offense. Um, Terrell Dotson went from, you know, fringe roster depth guy to he's probably going to get paid this offseason because there are a lot of teams that need an, need a linebacker to come in. He's capable of being your green dot. He's capable of playing off uh, of uh, playing well linebacker. He's good against the run. He's he's improved in his coverage skills like. Some t- somebody's gonna somebody's gonna pay him, and you know, what do you, what do you say? What do you say to that? What do you do? You know, mm-hmm. we have to another guy we we may end up having to replace. That absolutely. I mean, wasn't there a point this year where Tyrell Dotson was ranked number one in PFF for for linebackers? I I, I did yeah. a quadruple take when I read that. Right after the the, yeah. the conversations we had about Tyrell Dotson over the summer. To say what you want about PFF, he was ranked number one. What? <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't speak to Bobby Babich, I, I really don't know what does. Right? And the development of Matt Milano and, of course, Terrell Bernard. Terrell Bernard was an app. Terrell Bernard got robbed this year. He should have been an All-Pro. I, I don't understand why he's not. But I, I'm just gonna I'm just going to pull up his numbers. And and then I'll pull up the numbers of the guys that actually made the All Pro this year, and and that way that way we can we can you know get a side by. I mean, when I I'm not gonna do a side by side view, but 
I actually didn't know that this is where we were going to go. I was expecting not to go. I didn't expect to come here, but we're here now, so we're just going to do it anyway. Uh, Patrick Queen. So I'm going to compare this season, the numbers, between Terrell Bernard and Patrick Queen. They both played 17 games. Mm -hmm. Terrell Bernard has three interceptions. Patrick Queen has one interception. Terrell Bernard, six and a half sacks. Patrick McQueen, Patrick Queen, three and a half sacks. Solo tackles, 84 and 84. Patrick Queen is one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Terrell Bernard has three fumble recoveries. Patrick Queen's the all-pro. Make it make sense, man. I, I For the life of me, I just don't understand that. Um, but whatever. I mean, he, the kid has a total of 143 tackles. 143 tackles. His first year as the green dot, second year in the league, this kid has 143 tackles. Unbelievable. But he's not the he's not the all pro guy. Patrick Queen made the all pro. But anyway, let's 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 move on. That's it is just it's it's disheartening, man. Honestly. It really is. Probably name recognition, you know, these things go with the all pros and but even Patrick so, Queen, Patrick Queen has 133 tackles. Yeah. That's 10 tackles less. And quarterback hits, he has six. Terrell Bernard has nine. Like, what are we doing here? What like what are we doing here? We go to his advanced defensive numbers. What was his quarterback rating when targeted? Terrell Bernard, 79.5. Quarterback rating when targeting Patrick Queen, 94.5. Hmm. Dude, like, whatever. Mo moving right along. Hey, listen, we, we know Thrill Bernard's value, and that's what matters to me. The, the all-pro to Pro Bowl, th those things for me just do not resonate the same way as they used to. I mean, we see multiple examples now. And not just Bills related, too. I mean, there's plenty of other players that get snubbed as well. So I've kind of moved on from it at this point. But but I, I'm i real excited about the Babbage hire for, for a lot of reasons. You know what? The other thing that this really the, – the Josh Allen factor, you know, I think is big on why our coaches are staying. This is a great path for any young coach like a Babbage – to get a head coaching position. I think this also speaks a little bit to Terry Pagula. This is where having an owner that wants to spend money really pays off. You know, for a while with, with Pagula, we really weren't sure, you know, what kind of owner he'd be. But once you have a guy like Brandon Bean and you have a coaching staff like McDermott and the culture's great, having a, an owner like Pagula that will really spare no expense for a, in a lot of respects, this is where this is where he really pays off.
a hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Uh, it's just it's it's just a it's one of the best it's one of the best run organizations in the league. I mean, that's not obviously we're Bills fans. We're gonna think highly. We're gonna talk highly. We're gonna speak highly of our team. But uh, you can talk to other players. They do this survey. They do a survey every year where it's like uh, where they where they rate based on players. Like they rate the top organizations, and Buffalo finishes in in you know in the top ten every year. So. I mean, we're we're one of the best organizations. Uh, we have one of the best rosters. You can tell these guys, these coaches are not leaving and looking for greener pastures because they know how close they are. We are so close. I like I said, you beat Kansas City, you go into the Super Bowl because Baltimore got spanked. I mean, it didn't look like it from the score, but if you watch that game, you know if if the if the Chiefs wanted to run it up, they probably could have. They probably could have because they weren't doing. They it's just Baltimore. Baltimore were frauds, man. We we I I knew it. I knew they were frauds. But anyway, did that um, did that make it harder for you to accept the loss yeah. to the Chiefs? I it, for me a little bit too. If Baltimore would have played a great game and yep. really took it to Casey, I I would have said to myself, okay. This is their year. Lamar's the MVP. They're the best team in the league. It is what it is, right? But that game once Baltimore lost, I, yeah, yeah. Like once once Baltimore, like the way that they played, I just looked. I said, "Yo, we will blow these. We will blow them out. Like we really would have punched on Baltimore if we'd have got past the Chiefs. We would have punched mm-hmm. on them and be and be sitting here waiting to go to the Super Bowl against a team that I think we could punch on too." And the San Francisco 49 is like it's mm-hmm. just it's extremely frustrating, but you know it is hats off to the Chiefs. Uh six straight AFC championship games. Uh they've been to four of the last five Super Bowls, and they've won two of them. So and they're about to they're about to probably win their third. Um but you know yeah. what you know you know what gives me hope, Whittle, is that we're the one team that has gone toe to toe with them in seven games. We've played them. Generally speaking, a 2020 AFC title aside, where Kansas City pretty much handled us that game, I would say every game's been almost a toss-up, especially the last four or five. We're this close, Whittle. We're the, and that's what gives me hope. So I'm not keeping my head down about it. You know, we're we're now on to the 2024 offseason, and we, we have a lot to be optimistic about, which we're going to go into great detail over the next several weeks and a few months that we're going to. So always expect the unexpected here on the coast to coast podcast coming up, but you're going to get a lot of great draft talk, a lot of great free agency talk. But before we get into that, Whittle, there is something off the field that I want to bring up to you. And it's on my coast in California has nothing to do with football though, but it does have to do with our franchise quarterback. Joshua Patrick Allen will be partaking in a pro-am tournament, 72 holes in Pebble Beach. And there is Josh looking dapper on the golf course. See Pebble Beach, one of the most beautiful places in the country. I've been there before. Never played golf, but saw it. It's it's picturesque. And we we, you know, we heard about Josh Allen and, the, and his shoulder. And now he's going to play 72 holes of golf. I listen. I just real quick. I, I 
I mean, players aren't robots. They do need time off. I get that. It's a long, arduous season. It's a long season. But I want to get your first take or your first thoughts on this, Whittle, when, when after what we saw in the playoffs and what he said, now he's playing golf this weekend for, for four rounds. So so I've played golf before uh, when, I, when I lived out in Arizona. Um, I... Uh, I've also been to Top Golf a few times. I've uh, been to the driving range. You know, I've been to the driving range a few times. Uh, at one point, I owned my, I, I owned a few golf clubs of my. I, at some point, I've owned a few golf clubs of my own. And uh, one thing I know about golf is when you do swing, when you, your golf swing does involve your shoulder. If your if your shoulder's injured, why are you golfing? If your shoulder was hurt. Are you golf? This, this is this is something that bothers me when it comes to Josh Allen. After the contract kicked in, and that check got a lot bigger, he's been the international playboy, and I'm I'm fine with that. Like, dude, I'm I I am not pocket watching and telling this man how to live his life and be an adult, I'm, I'm definitely not doing that. But what I am saying is if you are going to stand in front of the podium and you are going to tell Bill's Mafia, I want to bring a Super Bowl here. I want to win in Western New York. I want to bring the first Super Bowl trophy here. I can't wait to get back to work. It sucks losing, all these other things. I can't tell because you look pretty happy going to the golf course. You know, last year after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes rested his ankle and got right back out there on the facility that he built on his, on, you know, where he lives and went back to work. Blew his receivers in and went to work with them. And they're going to another Super Bowl. Meanwhile, we're 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 looking at Josh Allen this year, for you know a, a slew of touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. What was it? Forty-two touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. Mm-hmm. He had one of the lowest. Uh, he had his lowest one-target percentage, uh, uh, throw percentage of his career this year. And anybody who who watches, anybody who who's been watching the Bills, you can tell. You know, Josh looked uncomfortable in the pocket. His pocket presence was terrible this year, and his deep ball accuracy was 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 not good. Um, and golf's not going to help you fix those things, right? Twenty twenty, mm-hmm. Josh came back after working with Jordan Palmer, spending time with Stephon Diggs, and working with him, and they were electric. They were electric. They they lit the league up. Both of them. Twenty twenty one, he came back. Worked with Jordan Palmer, worked with some of his receivers, came back in 2021, had another great year. 2022, you know, wanted to rest and, you know, kind of relax. Okay, no problem. He did some, he did work, he did work in the offseason, but he took it, he took it a little easy in 2022. And he was still, he was still solid. He was still really good in 2022. This offseason, he wanted to chill out. You know, just rest and 
you know, give football a break for a little bit. And I could tell, and, and the on the field performance, you could tell. So um, I, I'm, I'm okay with, like, if you're just going to be, if you just want to be good and make a lot of money and win games, fine. Like, just be honest about that. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Just let me know where you're at. That's cool. If that's the plan, okay. I lower my expectations. Say, you know what? If everything falls into place, we end up in the Super Bowl, something happens, great. But I I, I can't believe that you want it as bad as Mahomes does because Mahomes is, after he plays his Super Bowl, he's going to get the word. Mm-hmm. You're he's absolutely right. You know, Donna had something great in the in the chat that had the elbow last offseason, also golfed a lot. Another good point, too. The whole story at the UCL last year. That you know, that's a uh, that's a great point. And and you know, the thing about Josh Whittle is is there is there a quarterback in this league that has more God given talent or whatever you believe in than than Josh Allen? I I'm probably gonna say no. I mean, his size, you know, the strength he has, and but does that so, like sometimes you have so much talent you can get by with that, right? I mean, I I don't doubt Josh puts in work. I mean, he definitely does. He wouldn't be at this level if he didn't, right? But like you said, considering how close we've been. Now, I know Stefan Diggs dropped that big pass in the game, right? But what if there are other plays during the season where Josh was on point with some of these throws, these long throws? Let's say the first game we went to against the Jets, right? Let's say out of the gate, he was really dialed in, right? And we win that game. Maybe the Jacksonville game. He was, you know, all the little details. We're, we're thirteen and four. We're one seed, and maybe we are t- having a Super Bowl show right now. It's that, it's that close, right? And I'm going to reserve a little judgment on this just to see how it progresses from the to the rest of the season. But off of the heels of coming up short like this, the golf, the four rounds of golf this weekend after saying, "Oh my my shoulder," it, it doesn't sit great with me again not saying these guys are robots everybody deserves a break and it's a long season i get it that that, that's part of the process but after these this golf tournament i would like to maybe hear some stories though josh is getting in the lab and he's starting to do some things that's perfectly fine right then maybe this story's the bed but what if he goes to more tournaments and what if he's doing more and more golf and this comes with this new fame right he's one of the most famous athletes in, in america right now He's got a celebrity girlfriend. He's on the front of Madden. He's getting commercials, not to the level of Patrick Mahomes, but you see how Patrick Mahomes has handled that fame. He's had more fame than Josh Allen. What do you think he's going to do if he wins the game two weeks from now, Little? After about three, a couple weeks, he's going to get right back at it. Yeah, I think he's going to take two weeks off, Mm -hmm. spend time with his spend time with his family. He's going to rest up and heal up a little bit, and he's going to get right back out there and start working with his trainers, getting ready for the game. Josh, like you, you mentioned Josh's talent level, um, you know, just God-given ability. And, you know, if 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 he dedicated the entire offseason to getting ready for the season, I mean, coming into coming into camp in great shape, worked it, you know, at six weeks with his receivers, throwing the football around to those guys, they already have their timing down, you know, and they're and they're you know, the transition's kind of seamless. His pocket presence is good. His foot, 
His footwork in the pro- in the pocket is excellent. His eyes are his eyes are sharp. You know, going through his progressions, he's he's built up that chemistry to where he knows when to throw the football off a receiver's break. This team could put up forty points a game. They legitimately could put up thirty to forty points every game because mm-hmm. the offensive line is really good. The defense, when healthy, is one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. If the guy, if, if he just comes into the season ready to go, ready to play, ready to rock, the sky's the limit for this team. Yep. And and who is Josh Allen's idol? Who does he talk about? The late great Kobe Bryant, right? Kobe Bryant worked probably as hard as any basketball player I've ever seen in the 40 years I've been watching the sport. I think we could all agree there, right? That guy, you know, he wasn't, he didn't have LeBron James God given talent, you know, from a physical point of view, but you got every ounce of talent at Kobe Bryant. And I, I just would, I'd love to see Josh hit that. Something even close to that level would be amazing. Yeah. And I agree with you. Just it and just it would clean up those little things we talk about, those little lulls in the game that we see. Like you said, the especially uh, in the in the accuracy on the long ball. I mean, that's something I feel like has declined over the last few years. Surprisingly, I thought I figured the, that would be a progression as he as he gets older, he would get even better with it. So, really want to see that that clean up as, as we go forward with Josh. And again, there's a lot of great things to, to love about Josh Allen. We're not bashing him, but again, we shouldn't be afraid to critique the things he's doing in the off season, right. especially you know, when you're getting paid up, upwards of 45, $50 million a year, which he's going to be that, that this comes with the territory of being the man. I mean, and this was the perfect year to, uh, to get it done. Like, if if we beat Kansas City, the game's in Vegas. I, I mean, that's like a five hour, six hour drive from where he's from. It's on the West Coast, like dude. Burrow's hurt. Burrow's out. You know, the Chiefs are probably at the weakest that they're gonna be. And it's like, bro, this was the year to really make it happen. And um. You just got to be able to work. Like you just got to you got to put the work in. And and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not dumping on Josh. I, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to think that I don't believe he's the the right guy for the job, or you know he's not going to be able to get us a Super Bowl. But dude, like you, you got to be able to you know connect on those deep balls. You gotta you gotta clean up some of those errors. Uh, if he if he connects on half those deep balls that he missed by like five yards this year, he's the MVP. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's clearly the MVP. And some of those interceptions came after missed plays down the field. So you don't even have those turnovers. Those turnovers become touchdowns. So I just want Josh to, you know, I, I know he's not going to see this, but hopefully somebody in his circle is there and is you know and, and gonna you know speak truth to power, man, and just get this guy on track because dude, like I wanna win a Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, I wanna win a Super Bowl. Yeah, Skin Dorsey was really the problem. He really yeah. was. He was the little 
Yeah, I yeah you will. Whittle will never answer that any differently, and I agree with him. <laughs> so, I I will say that you know maybe one outside influence for Josh, which could be interesting. I know this may be a reach. Is now he's with a celebrity named Hallie Steinfeld, and you know you don't reach those statuses without working hard, right? I'm sure if you're an actress in Hollywood and, and you're in movies like she is, and with her schedule, I mean, even we, you know, we talk about Kelsey with, yeah, everybody talks about Taylor Swift, right? Taylor Swift didn't roll out of bed and just start playing, you know, music and, and become a global icon. She is right. So perhaps maybe that influence could rub off on Josh to, to be great. I mean, who knows? So again, I, I, I'm going to really reserve it as we get closer to the end of the summer and see if we, if we hear more things and, like I said, every player deserves a break. It's it's you know he it was a tough year physically and mentally you know for the team. So again, I'm not going to begrudge a player for taking some time off. Right. But and and we we have to move on. <laughs> you know we yep. we have to we have to put a bow on this season and move forward. Even mm-hmm. even though it's tough. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So with that. You know, we 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 look at we look at the Bills going into next year. Uh, there are some clear holes on this team. Clear holes. Uh, we need wide receivers. We got Shakir, we have uh, Diggs, and we have Justin Shorter. I think Hardy's under contract as well, but I don't expect him to be on the roster come uh, come uh, OTAs. Like, I think he's out of here. Uh, Sherfield had a shot to make the roster, and his performance in the divisional round, I think he, I think he ruined that. That's, I think it's a wrap for him. But we do have some free agents that, um, you know, the guys that came off the off a of contract that, um, you know, we do want to look into. Um, Shout out to Gabe Davis, man. I'm, I, I wish it would work. I hope, hope it would work out. I hoped it would, I, it would have worked out, but unfortunately, for both sides, I think it's, uh, I think it's time to move on. Um, yeah, we we lost. We, we're losing a ton of receivers. We're losing a ton of talent on defense as well. Uh, we gotta, we gotta get that defensive line straight. We got to get younger at safety. Um, I think the best thing, and I said this on uh, on Kevin's show in the comments, I said uh, the best thing the Bills can do for Trey White coming off of this injury is get better at safety. They got to get younger. They have to get more athletic. Um, and the way you do that is a couple of ways. Free agency and the draft. Um which way you want to go first, man? You want to talk free agency or you want to talk the draft? I think I want to go draft because this is a great year for the it for the Bills to need a wide receiver. I mean, right. again, you're gonna go into detail here, but I think this is a pretty great year for the Bills to have that need. So right. the floor is yours, my friend. Okay, great. So we're not I'm not gonna get into the guys you, you're hearing about. You, you know, everybody's talking about Keon Coleman and uh, Romo Dunze and Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., Troy Franklin, Brian Thomas, Xavier Legat, Xavier Worthy. You're hearing about all of these guys, Tez Walker, all of these guys, right? Uh, Ricky Pearsall, 
you're hearing about all of these guys. Um, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive on I'm not gonna dwell on that on those guys right now. We already hear about them every day. Uh who I want to talk about right now is a wide receiver who used to be play for Georgia and then he um used to play for Georgia, then he transferred to Alabama. Uh his name is Jermaine Burton. And let me tell you something about this young man. I promise you, if you don't get Malik Neighbors and you don't get Xavier Worthy and you want a pinball slash just, just I call this kid Allen Iverson with a, with a football. He is absolutely electric. He is box office. I'm telling you, this kid, I think he's going to be a star. As long as if he's healthy, I think this kid's going to be a star. I went, I did, I did a deep dive and watched, uh, watched a bunch of his uh, uh, highlights. And then I watched some game footage of just him, you know, running routes and uh, just, just playing, just, you know, just not necessarily all of the highlight plays that, 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 that everybody looks at and says, wow, this kid's going to be good. That's the point. The highlights supposed to make him look good. No, I wouldn't watch the actual games. He's good. This kid is really, really good. He's dangerous with the ball in his hand. He has a uh, he has a beautiful change of change. Like his he he uses his speed. He changes his speeds beautifully within routes. He knows uh, how to get open. He can separate. He will accelerate past you. Uh, he will flip your hips and just eliminate you from the picture. This kid is the consolation prize. If you want Malik Neighbors and you want Xavier Worthy, but you don't want to spend the draft capital to go up and get a Neighbors and you're worried about Xavier Worthy coming off of that injury, this kid, Jermaine Burton, is box office, okay? He is box office. I love this kid. Love him. Love him. If you if and I don't know if you guys can see it too well. If you lean in and look, it, the kid is six feet tall. He's about one hundred and ninety pounds. Um, draft buzz. I don't know if they'd be making these uh, numbers up, but probably. I'm, let me not say that because I don't want to get sued or not. Man. Draft buzz, like I, it's one of my resources. I love draftbuzz.com, but um, they have him running a forty under four four. Let me tell you, listen. If this kid runs a 40 under that, under 4-4, and his shuttle is what they expect it to be, Brandon Bean, please, please go get this kid. He's going to go in the second round. He may even slip to the early third. I would take this kid in the second round. He is He's going to take the top off of the defense day one. What's What I see – and what you scared the hell out of everybody else in the NFL if Buffalo gets him is that this guy is going to work with Stephon Diggs on route running for three years. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a absolute demon. He will be a demon to try to guard. Okay? It's like I, I don't want to compare him to Tyreek Hill because nobody's got speed like that, but this kid is fast, fast. Like he's – his. His next gear, 
he he may not be a Hellcat, but he definitely got that scat pack. Yeah, I know he can get up and go. Uh, I, I love Jermaine Burton. I, I I can't wait to watch him at the combine. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You know, there's there's two things I want our listeners to know here. Okay, I, I'm going to ask you a question as well. I, there was for all of you, we didn't have our podcast last year, but I remember there was an unknown receiver that Whittle was propping up last year in our in our spaces, and we were talking privately. Ah, his name is Puka Nakua from the Rams, and we all know how that worked, out, folks. So I just I I want I say this. And there was another offensive tackle last year that Whittle was the first one to tell me about. Around this time of year, his name was Darnell Wright, and he was supposed to go late second round. And this guy, what, shot up how far in the draft, Whittle? Maybe top 10, top 15. Top 15. Top 15. So I just, want our, I just want our listeners to know, this is if you're, if you're a draft guy or girl, come listen to Whittle for the next few months because we, we're going to love it. So. And I just wanted to ask you, where do you think Burton could land on the draft board? Um, Generally speaking, he's he's small. So I I think what, all right. So right now uh, they say second round. I think he's a second uh, late. uh, I think he's like a a late second, maybe mid, lower mid second, like anywhere from second round 20. Like pick fifty two to, you know, pick eighty. Yep. Well, you know what's nice, little something like that. We have the draft capital. If we need to move up mid second round, we can do it. If if we're seeing like, hey, this Burton may get taken by somebody, so that that that's something that we have in our back pocket, which I think is going to be. I would be stunned if Brandon Bean does not move up at least once in this draft. Oh yeah. Yeah, we got a ton of picks on day three. He he's not using all of those. We we're definitely moving up. But um, I I don't want to. I don't want to like. I I'm not gonna toot my. I, I I'm not doing this to toot my own horn. But um, your Brian, you're right about those uh those picks. Now I haven't had like I, I've I've had some misses as well. Uh, but um, I I think my hit rate's pretty solid. Uh, the year before last. Uh, I talked about three guys that I thought were really, really good. Um, Cam Taylor Britt, when I started talking about him, he was a uh, a guy that was uh, a third slash fourth uh, draft. You know, he was slotted to go there. Uh, I, I was talking this kid up. You know, he didn't have the ball production in Nebraska, but I, I liked his coverage. I liked his competitiveness, and I liked the fact that he was – uh, you know, a really, really solid short tackler and not afraid to stick his nose in there against the run. And I knew, and he could run, and he could run. He could physically run, catch up, you know, catch up the receivers. I thought the kid was going to be really good. He ended up going in the second round to the uh, to the Bengals, and now he's their top corner. He's their number one guy, right? Um, I also talked about uh, a receiver by the name of Christian Watson. And a uh, yeah, and a and a and another cornerback by the name of um, Tariq Woolen. Yeah, I was asking, I was begging, banging the table for the Bills. Take Christian Watson round one, Tariq Woolen round two, and I don't care what you do with the rest of the draft. Round three, you can take Rashad White. That's cool. If you want to go round four and take Zamir White, that would be cool. I don't care what you do after that. Go get those two guys. We didn't. 
those guys are studs. Yeah. You know, here we are. But um, enough about Jermaine Burton, because I could talk about this kid all day. I yep. would love, love, love to pick him up. And if the other guy, if the other first round guys that we have a grade for are going in the first round and we end up getting Troy Franklin, that does not sway me from picking up Jermaine Burton in the second round. I would mm-hmm. still get him because sure. if you can take Troy Franklin and put him out there as your as your wide receiver too, and have Jermaine Burton just as your your kind of your fourth receiver and let him learn from Stefan Diggs in three years. Stefan Diggs is going to be 33 years old. He can walk away and we can slide Jermaine Burton on the other side of Troy Franklin and have a fast, just forget about it. Like Josh Allen's yeah. arm and those two kids. I mean, you're playing Madden at that point. Yeah. It's Rocky catches all day long. Rocky catch. It's just Rocky catch. That's it. Um, Absolutely. So, so- so do, uh, would you like to pivot to another position here? Um, yeah, uh, another position that we, we have to look into um, is defensive end. So mm-hmm. you have Shaq Lawson coming off of off of the books, coming off a one-year deal. Um, I don't know whether or not we re-sign him. I, I'm pretty sure we, we end up re-signing him and bringing him back. Um, there's AJ Epinesa, who's coming off his rookie deal, and Leonard Floyd, who you know had ten and a half sacks. He uh, had a one year. He we signed him to a one year deal. So going into next year, we have two defensive ends signed, or three if you count Kings and Jonathan. Um, yeah, Gregory Rousseau, and you got Von Miller, who uh, <laughs> Dale Dale's been calling him. Uh, Ron Stiller, because <laughs> he's not Von <laughs> Miller. He's not Von Miller right now. So he's been calling him Ron Stiller. So um we got we got we got Ron Miller. Now I'm doing it right. Von Miller. We got Von Miller. We have uh Rousseau and Kingsley Jonathan. So we do need to add two more defensive ends. I think we'll add one in free agency, uh, which you know, hopefully it's AJ Epinesa, and we may even add another one after that uh, in free agency, which probably is going to be Shaq Lawson. So that'll give us five, but uh, I'm I don't think Kingsley Jonathan's going to get uh, a shot to to really play too too much. Like I think he's a limited player. He's starting to fall into that Daryl Johnston role, mm-hmm. and you know. We may end up flipping him for you know something later on, but uh there's a kid out of Michigan, doesn't have a ton of snaps, doesn't have a ton of production, but when you look at this kid, I I, I mean just look at this kid, I, I I see just he's got Buffalo Bills written all over him, man. I could just I can picture him in the red, white, and blue, bro. I really can. And you know. He he's got the prototypical size that that the Bills like on that defensive line, especially the defensive end. Uh, extremely coachable kid, and if you are not watching this young man at the Senior Bowl, he 
he's not he's not gonna wow you like a Latu or a uh a, a Tavondre Sweat. He's not gonna wow you like that. But he is a he's a guy that has all of the physical tools and attacks the game mentally. Mentally, like he he's he mentally attacks the game. You can tell that he's just he's playing chess while 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 the offensive line is playing checkers. I think this kid is gonna be a very, very good depth piece. He reminds me of AJ Epinesa. Uh, I think he slides in and become and he I think he slides in immediately and is an excellent run defender. Um working with Von Miller, I think will help him become a more complete pass rusher. But the metrables are there. Braden McGregor, please, you please, Brandon Bean, make this young man a Buffalo Bill. This young man is six foot six, mm-hmm. two hundred and sixty-five pounds. I, you know how I love these defensive linemen that get their hands up and bat passes down. This is—he is screaming Buffalo Bills right now. He's screaming Buffalo Bills. Um, again, he's—he's he's probably not gonna um, go high. He's probably not gonna go until day three. I, I see him as a, a third late third, maybe fourth round guy. Maybe he slips even further than that because of the lack of production. I, I think he's I think he's one of those guys that will start off fourth slash fifth grade. Uh you know, he'll start off with that type of grade and then he's gonna go to the combine and then these workouts and just wow people he's just gonna he's gonna pop off the screen and they're gonna be like yo I might have to take this kid in the third. I might have to look at him in the third. Cause he, I, I, I just think there's some untapped potential there. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he slides in day one as a good, as a plus run defender, um, and eventually becomes a, a a rotational pass rusher that uh, gives you good depth and some uh, insurance behind you know a 34 year old Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he's. Cost control for four years. You don't have to worry about continue. You don't have to worry about if, if and when Shaq Lawson starts to fall off. I like the kid a lot. What do you think? No, I I agree with you. And and the thing you gotta consider when looking at mock drafts and and you really start diving into players is the Bills have their guys that 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 they check the boxes for right. And you look right. at Bray, you look at Braden McGregor, six six two sixty three from Michigan. The production, the, the there, he's a Billsy type player, as you would say, right? There's, you got to look at Raz scores and other things that we're going to get into, you know, as we go through this process. But there just are certain traits that we look for, and I, I, I agree with you, Braden McGregor would be an excellent fit. You so you think it probably third, fourth round, Whittle would be about the area you think he he would land. At this point, you'd be comfortable taking him in the third round, or is that, or would you say a little bit later in the draft? Well, right now, right now he's he's slotted to go in the third. I mean, they're saying third. What does it say? I think it says fourth. I think he's slotted fourth. to go in like the fourth round. Yeah, fourth round. So it's the lack of production in, in school that that may keep him down. Um, I. I, I 
and he can he can absolutely help his draft stock by just balling out at the at, at the combine. He's playing well at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think he'll get it. I think he'll get a good amount of snaps uh, at the actual Senior Bowl game. So that's a chance for him to show out. Like if he listen, Tyson Badgett went into the Senior Bowl last year as a potentially undrafted kid, right? Mm-hmm. He goes to the Senior Bowl and he stinks it up. Like he was not, he was not very good. But what he did show was some confidence. He did show some moxie. Ends up getting a shot with Chicago. And for part of that season, Bears fans was like, yo, Justin Fields, you could just stay hurt, bro. Like, we, we good with this kid right now. Uh-huh. You, you know, you never know. You get a chance, man. And, and, and you know, you, you never know. You never you never know what happens at the senior bowl. You, your, your draft stop can shoot all the way up. Uh, Michael Wilson. Last year, wide receiver that plays for the Cardinals right now. I was high on Michael Wilson, extremely high on Michael Wilson. Um, he was a guy that they were saying, you know, injury concerns. He was slotted as like a fourth, 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 or fifth round prospect. And next thing you know, he goes to the senior bowl, he's killing people all week in practice, gets to the game, has a touchdown, just looks he looks faster and better than the guys covering him ends up going. I think he went the third round to, to the Cardinals. I mean, you, you can make yourself some money by playing well. This kid can make himself some money by uh, showing out this week. So um, shout out to Braden McGregor. If anybody knows him, make sure you tell him that the Buffalo Bills fans are keeping their eye on him. We sure and, uh, So, yeah, man. And let's move on. Uh, before we move too much further, I want to uh, share my mock draft. Well, one of them. Excellent. Uh, Whittle, Whittle mock draft version 1.0, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is version one. Uh, so Ooh. I'll talk a little bit about – I'm not going to talk about all of these guys, but I'll just talk about a few of them. Um, Cam Kitchens, like, listen, Brandon Bean, this, the Buffalo Bills have – have uh, shown themselves to be very, very savvy when it comes to working with defensive backs, especially safeties. Micah Hyde was a corner in Green Bay that, you know, wasn't really getting a lot of playing time. Jordan Poyer was cut from the Cleveland Browns. We picked those guys up, make the switch from Micah Hyde from corner to safety, and a few years later, they're both all pros. How does Cleveland cut an all-pro? I don't know, but, you know, Jordan Poyer made himself a lot of money uh, in his career, as well as Micah Hyde. They made themselves a good amount of money that they would not have had had they not come to the Buffalo Bills because thank you, Brandon Bean. Cam Kitchens is a guy who already he's the best safety prospect in the league, in the uh, in this upcoming draft. Um, argue with your mama. I don't care about Tyler Newbin or – you know, whoever else you have, a Bullock out in your SC. None of those guys are close. Cam Kitchens is the best. He is the best safety prospect in the draft. He should go first round. I would be surprised if he doesn't go first round. Um, I look at him like he's an eraser. He's a guy that will take uh, – he'll, he'll, he'll allow your corners 
to play ultra aggressive and to go after turnovers because he's going to erase that mistake by taking the ball away or taking the receiver away from the football. Uh, the kid is solidly built. Um, we'll get into that uh, in, in in a few. Uh, he, he's just he's he's a really really talented football player. That if he comes to the Bills, I think he becomes a top three safety in two years. Easily. He's a top three safety in two years. I don't care who else is playing safety. He's a top three safety in two years if he comes to Buffalo. Adisa Isaac, uh, edge rusher from uh, Penn State. State. I like this kid Mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, Extremely, extremely crazy motor. Um, He's already an NFL level uh, run defender. Uh, his contact balance is kind of poor. He he looked – I just think that he just – he's moving a little too fast. He didn't look good at the Senior Bowl over the last two days, um, which, I mean, it, it helps us because he slides down. He's another mm-hmm. guy I wouldn't mind having. I think he has the potential to turn into a monster on the defensive line. I, I, think, he, I think he could be a monster, like, you yeah. know, a 10-11 sack guy. And also one of the best run defenders on the edge in the league. I yep. think he's that type of talent. Um, he and he plays extremely, extremely hard. Uh, never gives up on plays. He's the type of guy that starts off on the right side of the line and will chase down the screen pass on the left. He's that kind of player. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver, Brendan Rice. It's Jerry Rice's son. He's six foot three, about two fifteen. And he's probably going to run in the low four fours, if not less than, if not under four four. Um, yeah, like I mean, it's Jerry Rice's kid. He knows what is expected of him. He cannot come into the league and, and screw up. Uh, Darius Robinson, a uh, defensive lineman out of uh, Missouri, his stock is shooting up. He's absolutely killing it down there at the Senior Bowl. Um, Big enough to play inside, athletic enough to to swing outside. Not Chris Jones, but Chris Jones esh with that type of flexibility. I like this kid as well. Uh, yeah, um, Darius Robinson is another guy. Like if he falls to us, I, I'd take him. I'd be happy. Um, Bo Bree, safety out of uh, safety out of out of Maryland. Yep. Maryland produces nothing but track stars. This kid is not – he's not a blazer, but, uh, you know, he's prototypical Buffalo Bill safety. Six feet, six feet one, you know, 190 pounds, 198 pounds, you know, right there around 200. A prototypical kid that, you know, comes in. He, and he's also a really, really, really good kid. He does, like, charity – he has, like, his own charitable work. And it's not like the BS charity that the school sets up. It's his own stuff that he does on his own. It's not, it's not through the school. He coaches kids. Like he's, he's a great, great, great young man. Definitely fits, you know, the the type of the type of Buffalo Bills character player that yep. uh, that they look for. So uh, definitely keep your eye on him. Joe Milton, backup court, uh, quarterback for Tennessee. Not the backup. He was the starter there. Big arm. And get the ball downfield. He's got, he, he can move a little bit. Uh, I like him as a backup uh, to Josh Allen. 
I think he can come here and learn and and end up being, you know, quality uh, backup going forward. Maybe 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 he transitions into being a starter. Who knows? You know, but um, I, I would love to get a guy to sit, you know, to be behind Josh Allen. That if something were to happen to Josh, I'm comfortable with that guy taking snaps. I know he can deliver the football. And and that's what and that's what Joe 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 uh that's what Joe Milton is. Uh Fabian Lovett, big big body defensive tackle out of uh out of Florida State. Uh good size. I think he's like six three, uh three fifteen. Mm-hmm. Three fifteen is is they lying. He's probably like three twenty, three twenty-five. Uh, but he moves well, uh very strong. Solid against the run, solid, you know, just a solid player. You get a guy like that, he, he day one he can play, fits right in at the one tech position, and you're good to go. Dylan Johnson, um kind of a big body running back. Um played out there in Washington. Uh, you know, a change of pace guy from James Cook. He's the guy that you're gonna bring in on, you know, short yard situations, handling the football. He's gonna find a spot that to hit and, and and score. That's a luxury pick. Michael Barrett. He is not gonna get a lot of publicity because he's not he's not he's not a great tackler. He doesn't you know he he's not he's not the your typical uh, linebacker that sticks his nose in there against the run. Very good in coverage though. Extremely good in zone. Um, smart player. Physical. He he has all the physical tools. To fit right into this room and become a better tackler, we got Bobby Babbage. I, I have no doubt that Bobby Babbage turns this guy into a, uh, a a good start, a good start player. So cool, I'm good with that. Sakari Franklin, listen, I know that he's not a name that a lot of people know. Go look up Sakari Franklin at UTSA. I think this kid's stud. I think he can be had on day three. I think if Buffalo wants to take a guy that uh, is just going to be depth for for a year or two, and then you unleash him on the league as your you know your third down specialty guy, this is him. If I I watch this kid, I I watch some film from him from UTSA. He is routing people up, and he's not he's not overly fast. He's got a great set of hands, and he just knows how to get open. I, I We need a guy like that. He can separate through route running, and his hands are solid. I love that kid. So that's my first mock draft. I actually have another mock draft, but I'm not going to pull it up today. We'll do that at another time. We could um, do uh, we could do version one, version two. We can do yeah, this as a weekly yeah. segment, which I think will be which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about one safety prospect, and before I get into him, but I'll just pull up Cam Kitchens, uh, his his little profile from. I mean, look at this kid, man, six feet, two eleven, just he is a, he's a stud, man. I'm telling you, this guy, he's gonna come in day one and just he's gonna come in day one and he's gonna start, and hopefully Jordan Poirier is still on the team. So he can be in his ear, and if Jordan Poirier's is not here, and Micah Hyde retires, hopefully Micah Hyde's hired as a 
assistant to the to the DBs, assistant coach in the DB room, and just 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 inundate this kid with 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 all of the experience and knowledge that those two safeties have, and unleash this guy on the rest of the league. I'm telling you, I. Oh, I think he's gonna. I think he's a stud. I think. I think Cam Kitchen is gonna be a stud. Um, and I, I'd love. I'd love for him to be a stud with the Buffalo Bills. But the guy I want to get into, or the guy I want to talk about, actually met with the Buffalo Bills today. They sat him down and they had a conversation with him. And you know how Brian, we talked about. Uh, we've been talking all year about you know safety's lost a step and. We got to get faster. We got to get uh, more athletic back there. This is this is him. This is the this is the guy, Malik Mustafa, Bills Mafia. Get used to that name, okay? Because Brandon Bean is going to take this kid on day three. He's probably going to take him. He's already going to trade up to the late, later part of the fourth. And grab this kid. If you look, he's not he's not overly huge. It's like 5'11, six feet tall, whatever. Uh, right around 200 pounds. I mean, you know, not not overly huge. Watch him play though. When he blitzes, like when he's sitting on a blitz, you might as well be firing, you might as well be firing a Patriot missile at the quarterback or the ball carrier. This kid is just it's like he's playing bumper cars out there, man. The guy is the guys are I, I love I love watching him play. Um they're saying he's gonna run around a four three three. If he runs a four three, if he runs a four three anything at safety and the bills take him, number one, that's gonna help the corners because now. We can get super. This is going to help the defensive coordinator because you can get super aggressive now because he can match up against anybody. He's not getting outrun. Mm-hmm. Two, it helps the corners because if they make a mistake, this guy's got the speed to catch up and turn that would be touchdown into, you know, just a big game or whatever. And number three, it's going to help my Madden game because yeah. a guy like that, his speed, his rating is, oh, it's going to be. Filthy, so you know a lot of people playing with the Bills right now, and then it's just going to go up if they grab a kid like this. That speed is you can't oh, teach yeah. it. Yeah. Malik Mustafa, get to know him. Um, I think he had one interception last year, but I mean, like he played for Wake Forest, man. So yeah, but, you know, probably a lot of teams yeah. running against them more than yeah. you realize. So his numbers could have been a lot higher. But I mean, listen. He's not afraid to get in there and go after the running back. Like I'm telling mm-hmm. you, his run blitz is nasty. He is, he's he's at he he's got a good motor. I will say he's got a great motor. Um, I you listen to him talking his interviews. Smart kid, uh, good kid. You know, just just wants to play football. Understands the game. Is coachable. He he. I mean, he's screaming Buffalo Bills. He's screaming Buffalo Bills. I think they end up taking him on day three, man. They trade up in the fourth to, to go get him. And, you know, you may not see him year one, but year two 
or year mm-hmm. three, oh my God, he is going to be a menace. He's going to be a menace. When he gets his defense down, he's going to be a menace. So hopefully we end up grabbing him. Um, and that's, I mean, I got some other guys that I, I'm, I could talk about, but I'm going to save some of that for next week. We'll we'll, we'll get more yep. into uh, we'll get more into um, other areas like linebacker, interior O line, running back, things like mm-hmm. that. I'm I'm going to I'm going to tap into a bunch of different areas because we could pick up a center. I know we got Rick Bate. I know we got uh, Bate, Ryan Bates there, but um, we we could still go after a center. They have some good uh, center prospects. The kid out of uh, Georgia Vant. Van Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one out of uh, Arkansas, uh, Bo, Bo Limmer. Uh, even though Bo Limmer, listen, Bo Limmer got folded up today by, uh, I think it was, I, I don't know if, I think it was Devondre Sweat. It, basically, just he folded him like a lawn chair, man. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a good rep for Sweat, but man, yeah. it made Limmer look, he made Limmer look. Looked like a tight end, like it was. It was pretty bad. Um, awesome, but yeah, that's where we at, man. We so are far, so good. We are in. Whittle is in mid-season form for the NFL draft, and it is only January thirty-first, ladies and gentlemen. So just wait until we get further into the process, and also next week, Whittle, we'll get into free agency too a little bit. Maybe we'll start dipping our toes into there. Maybe see what gems could be out there. What direction? Oh, we think I'm already. I'm already way ahead of you, man. I got I got the free agency list of 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 guys that I want. I already got it. Awesome. I already got we'll, it. So we'll tease that for next week. So we will definitely sure. we'll will unleash uh, release his free agency targets. Maybe I'll dabble into a a, a mock draft myself as well. So maybe yeah, we mock draft number two coming up. next week. Yep, I'll bring number one. So you can uh, pick sure to go wrong. So no, okay, I'm <laughs> so anyway. But yeah, so uh, yeah, we're we are an hour and thirteen in live, as you know, Whittle. You know, we're in our tennish time. So, any other parting thoughts as we as we depart for the, for the week? Uh, no, not really. I mean, you know, same thing. Same thing every week. Like and subscribe, please. Tell your mm-hmm. friends. Tell if if you're a Bills fan, tell another Bills fan. If you're not a Bills fan and you're watching because you know one of us. Find a Bills fan and tell them about it. Uh, I went to the doctor to uh, have my Achilles checked because one morning I woke up and it was hurting. I went and they said, uh, the doctor tells me, um, hey, you got a small tear in your Achilles. It's not going to require surgery, but you're going to be in a walking boot for a few uh, a few weeks. And uh, I had on, on my Buffalo versus everybody hoodie. She says, uh, the doctor says, are you a Bills fan? I said, yeah. She says, uh, are you from the area? And I said, No, no, I'm from I'm from Jersey. She says, Oh wow, my um one of my really good friends is from the area, and uh, she's a huge Bills fan. You know, we go and watch the games at their house at that whatever. So I'm like, oh, Okay, great. You know, shout out to Doctor uh, Adam out there, Summit Medical Group. Appreciate you for everything you did for my leg so far. Uh, everything's going great, and I have my boot on right now. If you're watching. Yeah. Yep, uh, and little just great news to hear that you're not going to require surgery. So, yeah, that is that has made my week. So that that is excellent news. We didn't want to. I'm out of work. I'm, I'm out of work for now, but you know, whatever. That, that's okay. that's a 
that's a good thing. That absolutely enjoy enjoy your time off. Get some good rest, well deserved rest. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. Um, and so they then you know when you, you got to go get fitted for your boot. So I mm -hmm. go get fitted for the boot, and on the uh the the, the nurses uh on her scrub she has a pin, uh, like a little clamp or whatever that's holding her ID, mm -hmm. and it's a bills it's a buffalo uh oh. It's a Buffalo helmet pin. I'm like, is that right? Are you are you a Bills fan? She's like, yeah, I'm a huge Bills fan. Me and my husband, you know, my husband's from the area. Like, yeah, we're huge Bills fans. So I'm like, are you serious? I told her about the podcast, whatever. So, Excellent. if you're watching, go Bills. Um, yeah, man. I guess we could put a bow on it though. Where, but Absolutely. basically, we're everywhere. Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia. We're everywhere. So. All you other fan bases don't think you can hide. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. That's, that's right. And even out in California, I get more, more and more compliments on my Bills gear. And so there's plenty of representation out on the West Coast as well. So hence our name, Coast to Coast. So we're we're covering all the coasts. So want to give a shout out to everyone in the group chat, in our chat. It's lively as ever. It was great tonight. It was funny, Whittle, as soon as you brought up uh, – the defensive was at the defensive end from Michigan. Coach appeared right in the chat as a perfect cue. The, our, our resident Michigan fan made his appearance, so it was perfect timing. But thanks to everyone in there, Don, of course, David, Dale, so many others. So thanks for all your your continuous support. We we really appreciate it because this is for you. Yeah, you, without you, we wouldn't be here. So we we do love and, and appreciate all your your feedback and, and any likes and subscribes or again, get us on Apple podcasts or Spotify. You can search us there and you can download us every week. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. For sure. For sure. Thank you all. Like Absolutely. subscribe, et cetera. And as always, man, another great show. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And we'll see you all next week and we'll, We'll get deeper into the draft process and, and for agency and any yes, other news that comes up. And hopefully yes, no more Josh Allen golf stories. <laughs> so, hopefully not. Hopefully not. I hope to see I hope to see him at Jordan Palmer's uh facility very, very soon. Exactly. Exactly. So with that, have a great night, everyone. And go Bills. Go these guys. Go Bills. Go these guys. Good night, everyone. Good night.